0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of How I Built It. In today's episode, I talked to Scott Deluzio about one of this summer's hottest topics, GDPR. Scott and I spoke about this just days before the regulation took effect. So we were working through what it is and how it affects us, and of course, how his plugin can help. I should remind you that we are not lawyers, and if you have serious GDPR concerns, you should talk to a lawyer. But if you're just generally interested in what it is and you should be, then this episode's for you. We go over some great tools. And of course, Scott talks about how his plugin can help us. This episode is brought to you by Pantheon and MailPoet, who you'll hear about a little bit later. But for now, on with the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, My guest is Scott Deluzio, and uh, Scott, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, because I know you have uh, a few different things, uh, and you've been associated with the show before. So first of all, Scott, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. So yeah, uh, my name is uh, Scott Deluzio. I started developing plugins for WordPress Really as a way to scratch my own itch, and I've been listening to the show for a while, and I, I know that I'm not quite alone there. I know that a lot of other people have done that. But in doing that, I kind of got pretty good at solving problems. So when I'd be at WordCamps or meetups and things like that, talking to people about the problems they were having, I'd start thinking of ways to solve their problems or realize, you know, yeah, I you know, that's something I've had a problem with, too. And so I I'd start to come up with ways to solve their problems in addition to my own problems. So uh, over the last few years, I've uh, developed, I have 15 plugins on WordPress.org, uh, and I have another five premium products that I sell, including one of which that we'll, we'll be talking about today. So,
0: Wow, that's great. And I know, so I, I know that when we were, you know, scheduling you to be on the show, we talked about, do you want to talk about WPCRM System, which is one of your plugins that you've advertised on the show? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you've you've uh, you've acquired a, a plugin from Pippin, uh, and then we settled on this this one about. The GDPR, right? Correct.
1: Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, yeah, I have uh, the five premium products that I sell. So you mentioned a couple. WPCRM system is basically a CRM that's baked inside of WordPress. So all of your, uh, you know, contact data and everything like that is all stored inside of WordPress. Uh, so you, same idea as why you want to host your own site as opposed to using a third party system is you have control over your data. Full screen background images is a plugin that you mentioned that I acquired from Pippin. That was just a couple months ago, back in end of February or so. It's now late May. So, uh, you know, a few months ago there, I have Conditional checkout fields, which is a plugin for WooCommerce or easy digital downloads, which uh, allows you to add checkout fields to their fields to the checkout page, depending on the products that are in the customer's cart. So you can collect extra information if you need it. And I have uh, WP 1099 is a plugin that allows you to basically export uh, 1099 information for tax purposes at the end of the year from affiliates. Or if you have like a multi-vendor marketplace, when you need to issue 1099 to those people, I have that plugin as well. And then the plugin we'll be talking about today is called is called Privacy WP, And we'll, we'll get into more about that later on. But, but as you mentioned, it's uh, kind of has something to do with the GDPR and, and things like that.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, wow! I didn't realize that you did WP ten ninety nine. So you tackle some uh, some pretty hard topics as far as running a business in the WordPress space goes, right? You're running a CRM, and issuing ten ninety nines, which I've never done before. I, I don't think I've ever paid anybody enough to issue a ten ninety nine to them, like as a contractor, right? Sure, yeah. So that I mean, that's a whole other conversation we can have, but we only have a half hour, and <laughs> this is going to be. Uh, Information-packed. Privacy WP has to do with the GDPR, so let's start with defining the GDPR and then how you came up with the idea.
1: Yeah, sure. So the GDPR is a regulation coming out of uh, the European Union that basically revolves around privacy. And just kind of as a disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer. And Joe, I know you're, you're not a lawyer, a lawyer as, either. as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so none of the stuff that we're talking about here is legal advice or anything like that. But basically, it, so it's regulations that kind of revolve around privacy, basically giving the control back to the individual in terms of what data companies – can store on them and how they can use that data, how they're able to collect the data and and what they can do with it once they have that data uh, and things like that. A couple of the, the key aspects of it that uh privacy WP kinda kinda hits on is that it will one of the things that you need to be able to do is to export data and and give that to the individual so that they can see what kind of information you have, you know, on them. And then if they if, choose to have all that data be erased from your your system, you need to be able to do that as well. And um, that's something that Privacy WP kind of kind of touched on as well. So yeah, so that's that's kind of uh, the gist of the GDPR. Definitely not the legal definition of what it is or anything like that. If you need more information on that, that there's plenty of resources out there or you can always talk to a lawyer who certainly would have more information than I would be able to give you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, just in case it wasn't clear when I said it, as Scott was talking, I I'm also not a lawyer, so definitely don't consider this legal advice. But I know a lot of people are very worried about it. You know, I, I it's as we record this, it's May twenty first. May twenty fifth is the day that it goes into effect in the European Union. I know a lot of people at this point are wondering a couple of things, right? what do I need to do to get GDPR compliant? Why do I even need to become GDPR compliant if I'm located in the United States and a whole bunch of stuff like that. And and your plugin, I suspect revolves around some of the latest updates from, from 4.9.6. Is that, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, that that's definitely accurate. So like you mentioned, there's, there's been some updates to WordPress in the most recent version, which is 4.9.6. And What it basically allows you to do is allows you to enter in somebody's email address or their username on on your site. It allows you to go and uh, enter that email address and generate an export file of all the data that you have for that individual on your website or be able to erase that data from from that individual so for example if you have comments open on your site or an e-commerce plugin this feature in wordpress will uh, include any of that data that's stored on your site for the individual uh, like the comments or orders or things like that wordpress core data is included in the export by default However, data from plugins needs to be added in. So WooCommerce, for example, would have to code a solution for including order information in that export. Since my other plugin WPCRM system is very heavily involved with user data, you know, I started, started working with these features long before they were released to make sure that my plugin was going to be able to work with them correctly. But I got to thinking that the only way these tools will be able to export or erase data is if we tell it to. And that's fine for plugins like Mine or WooCommerce or or, or things like that, but not all data is stored on our our websites. And so, I mean, ideally, we'd have all of our data housed under one roof, so that way it makes life a whole lot easier. But we've come to rely on third-party apps for things like newsletters and CRMs and payment gateways and, and a number of other things like that. And so I figured there ought to be a way to include some of that data in the export or erase requests that are built into WordPress. Otherwise, users are going to be scrambling to download data from a dozen different sites and trying to, you know, format it in a way that they can send it to people, you know, either through email or, or some other way. Uh, and so that's basically what Privacy WP does: is it allows you to, to hook into a number of different third-party uh, services or apps that will let you include that data that they have uh, in the export or erase request. So, for example, like Mailchimp, your email newsletter uh, will have all you'll be able to get your subscriber information, you know, sent. Uh, into this this uh, built-in solution that in WordPress, but it basically is pulling that data from from the third-party service.
0: Wow, so that's really interesting, right? So I connect, you know, I've connected MailChimp, I've connected ConvertKit and stuff like that, other third-party systems, and and uh, I also have plugins like LearnDash, which is an LMS, right? There's a bit of student data in there. And I guess just, we're talking about data, right? But I think that the... the distinction is personal, personally identifiable information, right? So right. I can have like student X completed this course, and that's, that's not personally identifiable information unless I actually have the user's name completed this course, right? So I can keep the data on like completion rates. I can say like 14 students of 20 students completed this course, as long as I don't have the student's name or email or IP address associated with it, right?
1: Right. And, and basically, like, if any information can be tied back to an individual by itself or in combination with something else. So let's say, for example, that only one student has ever completed your course. You might be able to tie the fact that that student completed the Like, if you know, uh, right. you know, if you know, that I completed your, your course, you'd be able to tie back. Okay. Well, that's, that's Scott and and whatever. So you'd be able to tie that back to me at some point. But if you had a thousand people taking your course and you have a completion rate of, you know, 25%, you know, you're probably not going to be able to tie that back to any one individual. So I I guess each use case is going to kind of be, and that's why you need a lawyer. It's because each use case is going to be different. You know,
0: that's really interesting, right? If one person ever buys my course, Any information I have about that course can be tied back to the user technically, right? Even if I delete all their information from it. Yes, yes. This episode is brought to you by Pantheon. WordPress 5.0 and the new editor, Gutenberg, are coming. Are you prepared? Do you want to learn about the changes in advance? Pantheon has gathered resources to help you prepare, including webinars and tutorials. Pantheon has also made it easy and free for you to try Gutenberg with your site before the official launch. That's right. You can get a free account by heading over to pantheon.io/gutenberg. Let them know that How I Built It sent you. And now back to the show. So that's 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 very interesting uh, and a giant pain in the neck. <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about how you built how you built this. It sounds like you're writing. You're talking to a lot of APIs and stuff like that. You're a developer, obviously. So, uh, let's get a little bit developer How did how did you build Privacy WP?
1: Yeah. So all of this is really new. So it's you know e- even the the tools that are built into WordPress is is new. It's just I think last Thursday or, yeah. or Friday or something like that it came out. So and they were only introduced in like the beta versions of of WordPress just a couple weeks before. So it really it's pretty new. So. A lot of it I had to do kind of trial and error because there wasn't even really a whole lot in terms of documentation with, with any of this stuff. So I kind of had to dig through code and, and figure out how, how I was going to build it and so it was a lot of trial and error work and until some sort of documentation slowly started coming about you know from this stuff but but even with that there were different iterations of the code that in wordpress that i had to kind of adjust what i was doing and, and kind of reset there uh, sort of a side note on to that point is if any other developers uh, plugin developers whatever are, are looking to add these sort of uh, privacy features into their their plugins i do have a blog post on my site scottdeluzio.com that shows how to feed the data into the export and erase uh, features that are included in WordPress. So it's a it's a useful resource if if you're struggling to figure it out, you can kind of copy and paste the code example and you know replace your data with whatever the example has in there. So but that's sort of a side note, not really what we're talking about. And I've also been digging into the API documentation for a bunch of different services. Which is sort of time consuming, but it's also good to see how the different APIs interact with the services and how you can pull data, what data is available and and stuff like that. Some APIs are like Stripe are way easier to use than than others. You know, I, I love working with with Stripe just because it I mean, it's a dream to work with but you know other others not so much and they they take a little bit longer but i think it's worth it to have a a more complete feature set in terms of the different different services that that we are gonna gonna interact with so that that way it becomes more useful for people gotcha
0: yeah absolutely so let's let's get a high-level overview exactly of how this works right because still being worked on it's very new at the time of this recording but sure ideally right we we log into wordpress wordpress has some built-in features i'll link to a how to access those features but we enable your plugin we see a a, a screen where we can connect different services is that or do we have like a report of all the pii that we have ppi that we have pii well so
1: yeah, so so this is going to, this plugin is basically going to be taking data from third-party s- sources. So none of it is really going to be stored on your website at the time of installing the, mm-hmm. the plugin. As a matter of fact, the, the plugin's not going to store any of the data on your website at all. And so... What basically what it will do is you're going to have one like settings screen that's going to have a bunch of fields for API keys or different, you know, settings that, like that that you might need to access these different services. And so I, I made the plugin to basically house all of the different integrations. So it's really just a one plugin as opposed to one for MailChimp and one for Stripe and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So you have one plugin that will have all these services uh, kind of built into it. You fill, fill in the API keys for the applicable services. So if you're only using MailChimp, you just fill in MailChimp's API keys. And then that's as far as the settings go, that's all you really need to do. Then you go over to WordPress's, the export and erase tools that Ah, that you said you're going to link to. Yeah, And you basically, if someone, so let's say you came to me and you said, I want to see all the data that you have on me. You give me your email address and I I fill it into the the box in WordPress and their their tool. And I click the, you know, generate export file or, or I forget exactly what the language is on that, but generate the export file and it'll send you a, basically a simple HTML page that is like a table of all the data from all the various sources. So between all the plugins on your site that, that incorporate with these uh, these privacy tools, WordPress itself, like the comments that you've left on the site, or if you have a user account on the site, or if you've placed any orders through like WooCommerce or easy digital downloads, things like that, it'll all kind of pull in from there. Then my, my plugin will, will say, okay, what API keys have been entered in? So like MailChimp, for example, and, and then it'll say, okay, let's go to MailChimp and let's take the email address that we've been fed and we'll go look to see if there's any email subscribers on mail, my MailChimp lists that match this email address. And if so, we're going to pull in all the data that we have on that particular subscriber. So their names, their the the email address itself, any interest lists that you might be subscribed to when you subscribed when you're last updated all sorts of information like that 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 might be personally identifiable information so it basically it doesn't discriminate on in terms of what information it pulls it's going to pull all of it. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason you're like, you know what, I don't want to include something in, in that report. Well, it, it's all being included at this time. And, and you know, we, we can play around with filters and things like that. If there's certain information that doesn't need to be included, then we can, we can work with that. But, you know, for now I'm basically pulling in everything. And then, then, uh, then it gives you a more complete picture and really a one-stop shop to download the, this export file. And then, then let's say you came back to me and said, you know what, I, I don't really want to continue doing business with you and I want to have all of my information erased from from your, your website and whatever services that you're using. Then it's the same kind of thing where it's it's that one-stop shop. I enter in your email address. I click erase and it goes in and it'll erase It'll unsubscribe you from MailChimp. It'll erase all the, the information or anonymize the information from, like, orders in WooCommerce mm-hmm. or uh, the comments that you've left on the site and stuff like that. So, really, it's, it's more about – I mean, technically, someone, yes, they could go to log into MailChimp and say, okay, does this person subscribe to my, my newsletter? And if they do, then, okay, now I have to find all the information on that person. I have to now figure out a way to get it to that person. Right. Um, and it's kind of a pain to do that. So what this is just trying to do is simplify the whole process and make it so that w- that way you don't really have to struggle with this data collection, run around to a dozen different services for, for, for that.
0: Gotcha. That's very cool. And so so WordPress has you covered inside of WordPress, or at least WordPress core, right? WordPress sure. has you covered it? like I don't suspect that I have uh I don't suspect that this privacy tool will work for LearnDash right out of the box because LearnDash has its own stuff and it probably needs to hook into the the new privacy settings right but as far as WordPress core they've got you covered your plugin has us covered for some number of third party services that you're integrating
1: with correct yeah
0: and and you mentioned something interesting there right so it'll go and anonymize data for orders right because we, as far as or like, uh, if somebody buys something from me, I can't just straight up delete that order. I need that information for tax purposes, right? Right. This episode is also brought to you by MailPoet. If you build WordPress websites, you probably recommend a newsletter solution to your customers. Why not offer them a solution that is built right into the WordPress admin? The new MailPoet plugin offers just that. On top of that. They have a new newsletter designer that's easier to use than MailChimp's and it only takes a few minutes to configure. Your customers will love it. MailPoet offers a free sending plan to ensure top-notch deliverability. And if your customers run into issues, the MailPoet support team offers free email and chat support. Classy. Save yourself time. Make your customers happy. Try the new MailPoet today. Visit WordPress.org slash plugins slash mailpoet. That's WordPress.org slash plugins slash mailpoet. And now back to the show. So I at least need, you know, uh uh the state they're in and how much they gave me, because if they bought it and, and they're in my state, I'm going to need to pay sales tax on that. So you know, with, uh, I'm not an accountant either, but from what I understand, from what my accountant has told me, I live in Pennsylvania. I am subject to sales tax, even on digital goods. Therefore I need to know how much money people from inside of my state paid
1: to me. Right. And and one of the the kind of caveats to the whole GDPR thing is that if you're obligated to keep certain information for other purposes. So, for like legal purposes, like taxes and things like that, you you might need to keep some of that information, even though it is it is technically personally identifiable information. The fact that that transaction took place, you still need to to keep it. You know, for a certain period of time. You know, in each state, in each you know country, might even be different in terms of what that time period might be, whether it's a year or several years or whatever. But. So there's things like that. And if you are in certain industries, they they might have certain pieces of information that they need to keep for a certain period of time. So I know a lot of like people in the insurance industry, they have to keep certain information for certain periods of time. So, you know, each, each uh, industry and each uh, situation is going to be a little bit different in terms of what can and can't be erased. You know, this, this tool right now is, is basically a, a blanket, in terms of exporting the data, it'll it'll export everything that it, it possibly can. In terms of erasing data, it tries to be a little bit smart about it. So, like payment data, like uh, it in- integrates with Stripe I mentioned before. Payment data, it's it's not necessarily just going to do a hard erase of right. that entire customer from your Stripe account because you know you might need some some sort of uh, audit trail uh, with with that information.
0: Gotcha. And and one more thought before we get on to… You know, obviously this is new, so not a lot of changes have happened since launch. But I do want to ask about sure. pricing and, and plans for the future. But I do want to point out here that, uh, as far as the United States goes, at least, the, you know, this is—it hasn't even launched yet, right? So at the time of this recording, this hasn't been tested in the courts of the United States, right? Part of, like, part of me says maybe I should just let it ride and see Google's going to be the first one to get sued, right, by the EU, <laughs> and that'll set a legal precedent inside the United States, but. And then the other part of me reminds me that uh, they are privy to four percent of my income as a fee, if if they determine that I break the rules of GDPR, right?
1: Well, it, it's actually technically whichever one is greater: twenty million euros or four percent of your last year's revenue. So whichever one is you, greater, are you whichever one is greater? That's yeah. impossible. So up, I can't pay up that. Up to up to Up yeah, to right, that, sure. you know. So, and they can use. Ah, uh, the the crazy thing that I that I I heard about this is, uh, or read up about this is that each country within the European Union has their own discretion in terms of how they're going to, you know, enforce these rules and and issue punishments and or penalties or whatever. Yeah. And so you know, some of them could just be a warning. You know, they could say, hey, you're not doing this right. Here's how you fix it. And I think that's going to probably be more along the lines of what sure. the initial. Sure. Things are going to be just because it is so new right. and, and how you're going to deal with it. I, I think it's more going to be along the lines of, hey, we see you made an effort. You're you're not exactly doing it right. Here's what you can do to Got fix it. it. And I think that's probably going to be probably the the way it goes. But uh, again, like you said, this coming Friday hasn't happened yet. So I don't yeah. know how it's going to happen. Well,
0: yeah, well, I'll tell you what, if they want 20 million euro for me, they'll go, they're going to have to come to my house and take me uh, yeah. <laughs> so they can deal with whatever they need to deal with for that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, as as far... So I think that your plugin is very interesting. You mentioned that this is a premium plugin. I think there's a very obvious pricing model to me as far as it works. But why don't you talk about how are you deciding to price this?
1: Yeah, so uh, initially, I initially wanted to build out like a different plugin for each third-party service. So like a MailChimp plugin and a Stripe plugin and everything else. And then I started... Thinking about it, I, I'm in a mastermind group, and and we we kind of kicked around some ideas, and and someone had mentioned, you know, why not just build it all into one plugin and and just sell that one plugin, and I, I started thinking about it, and and. At first, I didn't want to do that because I, I was thinking, "Well, now I'm going to have all this this code in the plugin that's not necessary necessary for for everyone to have." But but at the same time, no one wants to install 15 different plugins sure. to basically do the same thing. Right. And even from a marketing standpoint, even if I price each one of those plugins low, like you know five or, or ten dollars or something like that, if someone had 15 or 20 different third party services that they're integrating with, that that 150 or 200 dollar sale is can be kind of A tougher pill to swallow than than a you know one low lower price that kind of covers them all. And so I figured from a marketing perspective, it would probably be easier to sell at a flat rate. You know, here's here's that one thing, and then any updates you're going to get new integrations. You know, for the duration of your license and and whatnot. So, you know, and I can play around with the pricing. You know, as as things uh, come up. You know, this is all brand new. You know, it's just within the last couple weeks. Was any of this even possible? So, you know. It's all kind of happened pretty quick, and so pricing is one of those things that I I thought about along the way, but it wasn't like top of mind. It was more like I need to have a product to sell before I can even worry about pricing. Right, right. So, so that that was kind of my uh, it was almost an afterthought, but but not not quite that that bad. But the the other nice thing about having everything in one one plugin is that. You know, if someone decides to switch to a competing service, so from Mailchimp to ConvertKit or, or something else like that, they're
0: not wasting their money on the add-on, not. right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's like, well, I got another six months left on this on this uh, license, and then then I'll I'll have to get the other one. If everything's in the same one, it makes it much easier for them to just continue doing business the way they were going to do business anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, th- that's very thoughtful. It sounds like uh, way more than an afterthought because my. My initial thought was you have the core plugin, and then you can pay for, you know, maybe you pay for the newsletter add-on and the e-commerce add-on. And but this, I mean, as a consumer, as somebody who will buy this plugin, <laughs> I am um, I'm very grateful that it's not the case that you know I'm, I'm going to have to pay individually for each integration. Because, well, you know, a lot of us, especially developers, we're going to have a lot of integrations because we're testing different services and trying out stuff. Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that yeah.
0: is, that. it sounds like a lot of thought went into pricing, which is good. I'm not, I've gotten a lot better at thinking about pricing, but it's always been like, a I'll, I'll just kind of feel my way through pricing right now. So you've put more thought into it than I have. And I think the important <laughs> takeaway is that you're going to test it, right? Pricing's never set in stone. Right. It's It's generally easier to increase the price than decrease the price as far as doing right by your current customers, I've heard.
1: Sure. Yeah, and that's one thing I I didn't want to have to do is you know set it at, at you know a crazy price that I would then realize well no one's buying this and I got to come down and then I'll have angry customers who didn't didn't get it at the the right the right price or whatever and they're like well I need a refund for the difference or whatever yeah so, right
0: you, you have the one person who buys it at ninety nine dollars and you're like oh it's not selling yeah. I'm going to drop it to forty nine I just paid yeah, fifty exactly. bucks more than I had to right.
1: Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I'd like to avoid that at all costs and uh, you know, try to keep people happy. This is supposed to make life easier and not be a headache. So, um, you know, that's hopefully what it's going to do.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are. Yeah. So, oh, man, we're like right coming up on time. This is perfect. So before I ask you my favorite, my title question, which you said you listen, so you know what it is. Sure. I do want to ask, what are your plans for the future? Is it do you have like a prioritized list of integrations? Do you wanna like Do you wanna do filtering next? What's next on your plate for post launch?
1: Yeah. So one of the things I want to do is I I, I definitely want to add new services. I don't have a ton in there right now. Uh, it was it was just more like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check the box on on a handful of of uh, integrations so I can have something out there and I can start getting some feedback. I'd like to have some sort of poll or survey or something like that on on my site that people can can vote on the different integrations or they can Mm -hmm. you know add in their own integrations and then then people can vote on that that type of thing that's just one of those things that is added to the to-do list and i have to you know figure out how to do that without with still being gdpr compliant because the last thing in the world i want to do with this is not be gdpr compliant. right yeah you can email
0: your customers as long as you have explicit opt-in consent to email your customers for polling it Exactly. So, fantastic. Well, that sounds really good. I'm very excited to continue watching the development of this plugin, especially as WordPress evolves and GDPR starts to be implemented and, and, and kind of the ramifications for that. And so uh, I do want to ask you, do you have any trade secrets for us?
1: Yeah. So, I don't know if this is really a trade secret or not, or just generally good advice, but I like... Like to make sure that people are taking care of themselves, both not just physically taking care of themselves, but also mentally taking care of themselves. The last few weeks, kind of working on this project, has kind of reconfirmed that one of the best things that I can do for myself and my code uh, is to get a good night's sleep. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've stared at the computer for you know a long time, just trying to struggling to figure something out uh, when something wasn't working, uh, when I was tired, you know, later at night or whatever. And then nine times out of ten, I come back the next morning and I figure it out in about ten minutes meanwhile i wasted all that time the night before spinning my wheels and I could have spent my time you know doing anything else you know like hanging out with my family or you know even just watching tv and letting my brain you know melt or whatever you know but also you know exercise is super important too Uh, i feel that as developers we tend to sit behind desks for long periods of time and drink tons of coffee or whatever caffeinated beverage of choices and if you're feeling sluggish in the morning you know do some exercise you don't need to go to the gym and actually i think Going to the gym is sort of an excuse to not do exercise because uh, there's always that there's that extra step that you have to take just totally to get there. So then the weather or car trouble or time Mm -hmm. or whatever becomes the excuse for not going to, to the gym. Just do some push ups or sit ups or jumping jacks or go for a jog or whatever. And. And so, yeah, so I don't know if that's necessarily a trade secret, but it's what I, it's what I, yeah. use,
0: so. it's great advice. And also a little bit counter, right? I will not, I don't want to take anything away from Gary Vanderchuk, Gary V, the hustle master. He's obviously way more successful than I am, but he gives some of the worst advice, you know, like in his last book, he said, oh, if you have a full-time job, come home from your full-time job and work seven to two, or if you have a family nine to three. I'm like, I have a fourteen month old i'm yeah. not I'm not working like seven a m when I get up with my baby, which is generous of her to sleep that long right till seven in the morning or till three in the morning, and then what do the whole thing again in four hours or five hours like that's obnoxious, so sleep, get sleep, get rest, you'll be a lot better for it and yeah, absolutely going to the gym, the barrier for working out is definitely one that rings true for me. I always just kind of viewed my Planet Fitness subscription as like a fat tax. (laughs) But now I've got two apps for my phone uh, that are great. One is called Carrot Fitness. Uh, It's like seven-minute workouts. It's awesome. Uh, And I have a subscription to Fight Camp. Have you heard of Fight Camp?
1: I have heard of it. I haven't checked it out yet, but I, I've heard it's of it, great. Yeah.
0: They're like boxing lessons, that ranging from fifteen to forty-five minutes, and they just stream them to your phone. They send you punch trackers. So I'm learning how to box, and I'm and I'm closing my exercise ring and my movement ring on my Apple Watch. Before I even start my day really, so that's yeah. great so yeah. if you want to work out at home, if you want to heed Scott's advice, which I recommend you do, uh, those are two apps i'll link them in the show notes for you to check out. Scott, thanks so much for joining me today. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm on there quite a bit at Scott DeLuzio, uh, S-C-O-T-T-D-E-L-U-Z-I-O, or my personal site, scottdeluzio.com. Uh, and you can find more about uh, PrivacyWP at privacywp.com. I'm not very creative with the uh, the names like that, but it, it helps people find Those are the
0: it. best names I know exactly. That's the Pippin's Plugins approach, right? You know exactly, yeah, exactly. what you're getting. So I'll link all yeah. of that and more in the show notes. Scott, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Lots of information that we're taking in there, but only with your consent, of course. I think Scott was able to highlight a few of the important bits about GDPR and how we can ease the transition with his plugin. You should definitely check it out if you use WordPress. And just another reminder that we are not lawyers, so if you do need some consultation, you should ask a lawyer. As a matter of fact, in the show notes, I'm going to link to Ryan Kinney's episode. Uh, she is a fantastic lawyer who understands uh, law in the digital space. And thanks again to our sponsors, Pantheon and MailPoet. Definitely check them out. They both have free offerings for you to try. So uh, MailPoet is free on the WordPress plugin repository and Pantheon is gives you an account for free until you are ready to make your site live for all of the show notes head over to how i it slash if you like the show head over to apple podcasts and leave us a rating and a review it really helps people discover us and i've got to say uh, you guys have been doing great uh, the show has seen a lot of fantastic growth over the last few months in part due to the added ratings and reviews if you want to support the show directly, you can go to patreon.com howibuiltit and pledge as little as a dollar a month for some great content. If you're not quite there yet, you could always join the free Facebook community over at howibuilt.it slash Facebook. Thanks for joining me, and until next week, get out there and build something.